0: Holy shit. screak. Ha. Um, well, in all seriousness, even though it's a, uh, very funny show, um, I must have watched, like, all six seasons in record time. I mean, the episodes were very short, and it was quite the antidote, uh, for, for these troubling times, um throughout, oh God, wow. This past month, uh, you know, whenever I needed, um, something to watch just to take my mind off things, I, uh, I turned to Schitt's Creek and my, what I, what I, what I liked, loved about Schitt's Creek the most, and there's a lot to love about this series, but what I loved about it the most is that it never took itself seriously. It reminds me of, um, John Hine from from jump the shark. And for those who don't know, when a show jumps the shark, it means that something happens. And then after that instance, the show may still be good, but it's never the same after a certain instance. And it's from the uh, Happy Days episode where Fonzie jumps over a uh, shark, sharks, um, like sharks that were. like, had a border around them in an in, in ocean, he was water skiing, and then ever since then, Happy Days wasn't the same, so hence the phrase Jump the Shark. And part of what makes the show Jump the Shark is when, you know, an otherwise, you know, comedic show has, like, a very special episode, and it, it all of a sudden turns dramatic. And while Schitt's Creek had some dramatic moments, it never, ever, ever, ever took itself seriously. And there were heavy duty dramatic moments throughout the show where it's like, you know, people getting into arguments or like certain catastrophes happening, but it never went down that rabbit hole of, oh my God, this is going to get serious. Like for a second, I would think it would get serious, but then it would go right back to comedy. Um, and I think it did that uh, by design. But at the same time, it tackled serious subjects. Um, Probably the most serious would be um, uh, being um, an LGBTQ person and um, how the show, for the most part, just normalized being an LGBTQ person. Uh, The the David character, he, you know, it was that saying where it was um, the analogy using the wine. I like the wine, not the label. But, um, how, how his sexuality and his husband's sexuality were treated as a normal thing for the whole town of Schitt's Creek. Never once where it was like, oh my god, you're gay! And it would show, like, you know, an an episode where they would be oppressed and they would have to fight for their rights. It was like, no, this is a normal thing. The only time it kind of deviated from that was when, um... Uh, Patrick, uh, David's, uh, partner, uh, future husband was coming out to his parents, uh, where you thought, oh my God, he's going to be met with resistance. But then the parents were like, well, why didn't you tell us this, you know, before, well, what is it about us that, that you didn't feel comfortable saying? And so they tackled that issue a little bit. Um, but then it turned out in the end, well, it was like, it was almost abnormal for Patrick not to come out, you know, um, almost, but but it did it uh, the the patrick character did go through you know the 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 fear of it um and so so that was the definitely the best part about the show it was just it, like laugh out just like laugh out loud every at least once every single episode um the acting i mean the cast um, the, the characters all throughout, you know, I, I, it's the sign of a good show is like when, when, you know, you, you're, you're going to miss them when it's over. And I always felt like, oh, well, you know, I'm not just watching Shits Creek tonight. I'm spending time with with the characters. And, you know, with this pandemic, I don't really, I don't go out anymore. I don't, I don't see my friends aside from, you know, zoom, um, or, you know, video chat. I, I don't see them cause I want to keep them safe and I want to be safe. Cause I, cause if, if I w- was going to, you know, meet them in person, I would have to be at least six feet apart wearing masks. And that would just, I I would feel worse doing that than not seeing them at all. I'd rather speak to them on video, or I do have a friend who visits, uh, and we see each other through, you know, a, a glass door so we can talk, but we, we don't, you know, we we're not in each other's physical space, uh, for, for good reasons, you know, we're in a pandemic. So, during this time, it's like well let, let me let me hang out with my friends in shitts Creek so um, so my t v is keeping me company, which you know is okay, the vaccine will be here uh will be here soon, and hopefully uh you know we can start to get back to normal oh, okay, yeah, oh my God, it's one thirty in the morning, so um. I finished the last episode tonight and then I I don't really like behind the scenes stuff, but I watched the, um, this one just to see, you know, everybody's reactions and the show was ending and just, you know, but I think from being, I I was an actor for a long time. And while I, I was never lucky enough to be in a long running television series, um, I, there was a sadness when, when a movie would wrap or a project would wrap because you may not see the crew that much at all. And I, and I felt that a, a lot with, with the projects that I did regardless of what it was. Um, so the fact that, you know, Schitt's Creek just built such a following and such a, such a closeness, uh, you can just tell, you know, the, the emotion understandably with, with the cast and like the most touching thing was that final read through and, and, and Daniel Levy just, you know, couldn't keep it together, you know? Um, and speaking of, of Levy, you know, I've been a fan of, you know, Eugene Levy ever since splash, you know, I know Eugene Levy from, you know, mostly splash and, um, a movie called club paradise with Robin Williams. And the movie wasn't that good, but I managed to see it like 9 million times. So I, I really know him from that. Um, and then all the projects he's done throughout the year He's such a remarkable uh, comedic talent. Uh, really a comedy legend. And then Catherine O'Hara. Oh, my God. Talk, talk about a, a legend. You know, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara doing the Christopher Guest movies. Catherine O'Hara in, you know, a movie like, uh, you know, Beetlejuice comes to mind. Just what a just powerhouse of, of comedy. And how she played Moira was so ridiculous, but so funny, and so endearing. Like, no human being, at least that I know of, talks, like, more But she was just... She was so narcissistic, self-centered. Everything was about her. But then, you know, she had these... These moments of just beauty with her family. And, you know, you can tell that she really cared about her family, even though there was, like, distance. And same thing with, um with, with Johnny, with Johnny Rose, how, you know, they were just so oblivious to what their kids were doing. And, and the show really, um, brought the humor into that kind of thing. Um, and so, just, and, 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 um, Catherine O'Hara's accent, it's like, who the hell talks like that? But just like the way she, just the affect that she had and like, when she spoke and saying the word cunt, like every time she said the word it was Kant or Bebe when she would say that I would just lose it you know and then just and the costumes every character's costume told a story uh David's costumes were you know just every outfit that he wore was like what the hell and then you had um with Alexis the the you know just the fashionista quality of her and then um Emily Murphy's um uh the uh, not Emily Murphy um Annie Murphy's uh um the way she would talk and you're like no uh, and what David uh, you know that the, the whole socialite kind of affect that she had down and the way she held her hands um and and her outfits, but then, you know, uh, Moira's outfits were just absolutely ridiculous and the wigs and how she called the wigs, you know, she, her, and she, 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 she gave like a human quality to her wigs. Um, and then, uh, um, Johnny Rose was rarely without a suit. He wore a suit when he cleaned the hotel. You know, there were some episodes where he didn't wear a suit. Like one was the baseball episode, but for the most part, he always wore that suit. Um, and the fact that, um, you know, he was so oblivious with certain things and, you know, hey, it's such a great business acumen, but but he lost the business. And then, you know, the arc of him trying to build the business until, you know, he finally got the the motel to where it was. But you saw the struggle with the with the the roses. And it was it was cool to see Chris Elliott um, as uh, as Roland Sch- Rolling shit as rolling shit. I remember Chris Elliott from um, that show Get a Life. It was it was a terrible show, but it was just so ridiculous. Um, so that's where I know him from. So it was cool to see him in that. In that role, like 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 Roland was so annoying, like anytime Roland was there, it was like, you know, if this was if this was any other show, Roland would mess things up and then there would be a big fight. But, you know, because Schitt's Creek is Schitt's Creek, that even though Roland would mess things up, it wouldn't get too serious. Uh, And Roland just messed things up so many times because, again, he just wasn't wasn't the best listener. And I didn't know until watching the behind the scenes that, um, Twyla is a, is a Levy as well. So I was like, oh my God. Um, and the fact that, you know, with, with, with the roses, you know, they, uh, Daniel Levy and, um, and Alexis is like, they could easily have been real life brother and sister. Um, cause they kind of looked alike as well. Like Daniel looks a lot like, looks a lot like Eugene. So, you know, um, so, so throughout the whole show, just getting to know the the, the characters and their idiosyncrasies, and and, and even from from the, the the major characters to the minor characters, it was um, just lighthearted. It was fun and didn't take themselves uh, themselves too seriously. I guess if I had to have one criticism of the show, it was how. You know, and I guess you can explain it because, you know, it was a comedy, they don't want to get too heavy, but most like all the characters, you know, there was a a happy ending. Well, well <laughs> Pardon the pun because uh Dan uh, uh David did get a happy ending from the Masseuse, but it was a happy ending for everybody. Things just kinda worked out and unfortunately life as we all have uh seen that sometimes life doesn't doesn't work out. Um And I guess life is more fair to others, uh, than life is more fair to some as opposed to everybody. And I think my, my criticism was that it just, every character worked out. I think the, maybe the saddest was, well, Bob, Bob, uh, Gwen left Bob, but I guess Bob was, um, too much of a minor character. But as far as the major characters, Alexis and and Ted, their relationship didn't work out. So that was kind of touching, um, But then, you know, Alexis just, you know, her career in PR started to launch. So she gets to move to New York. Uh, David and Patrick get married. Stevie, uh, you know, finds success uh, running the motels uh, along with Roland and Jocelyn, they're you know, their investment works out. And then with with the roses themselves, Moira gets the big TV show and Johnny uh, redeems himself in in the world of business um, by failing one pitch. But then, you know, miraculously, he was saved by venture capitalists who happen to be breaking off from the bigger company. So a lot of it's just seemed tied tied together quick, uh, creating happy endings for Everybody, uh, and they all live happily ever after. And, you know, maybe because, uh, uh, I am living through the, the coronavirus pandemic. I just, you know, I I guess part of me wishes like, well, can something, you know, tragic happen to someone and everybody seemed to, to work out. Okay. Well, except Bob, poor Bob, and hopefully Mutt is okay because Mutt just kind of disappeared. I don't know if it was the actor or, or what, but you know, he never came back, um, after an episode. So, um, but that being said, that's a minor, that's a minor, um, criticism for a show that overall was, uh, was very good. And it's, it, it, it it could definitely, uh, bring one to watch repeated viewings, you know, now that I would know, now that I know what happens and then just to see the characters again you know, knowing where they ended and just seeing how they see how they start, uh, would be a a fun thing to do. And again, just something to go back to when, when I need a laugh. So now I just got to find something else to, um, to watch, but, very good show it's nice to see uh Eugene Levy such a just man with a comedic gift as well as Catherine Hara and then to see to see his comedic uh, Eugene Levy's comedic genes passed on to his family uh to to Daniel who just you know as a co-creator of the show i think it was Daniel's show and maybe Eugene you know kind of guided him with it but Daniel created the show um So, uh, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what, what Daniel and and the rest of the Levies uh, will do next. So, um, and the show ended, um, at the right time. Uh, I wasn't tired of the show, so it was nice. It was good resolution. Um, and, uh, it was just, it didn't overstay its welcome. So that's always good. So, speaking of not overstaying the welcome, I think that's it for this episode. I'm going to talk like Myra, So, um, yeah. All right. So, that's it. So, uh, you can find me where you can find me on Twitter at MMAM Podcast. You can find me on Facebook at MMAM Podcast. You can email me at M-M-A-M podcast at gmail.com. And, like I said, uh, and then feel free to rate share, review this podcast. And like I'm saying at the end of all podcasts, um, we are in a pandemic. Knowledge is power. Please get your news from credible sources, find a newspaper, subscribe, whether it's New York times, um, USA today, Washington post. You can listen to podcasts from NPR from BBC, um, and get your news and information that way. Listen to the experts, the actual experts, using the scientific consensus, to protect yourself and others from this pandemic. Wear a mask. Socially distance. Uh, practice social distancing. Wash your hands. And please get your news from credible sources that I've that I've mentioned. Um, and uh, take care of yourself. Okay. So I think that's it for me. Until next time, bye.